blessed us. We poured our hearts into this meeting, and uh, if you hadn't come, we'd have been blessed without you, but man, thank you for coming. Thank you for, I, I just, and, I, and have you all been blessed? Hallelujah. I feel the love in this room tonight. I feel the love. I believe there has been an awakening to his love and to our love for each other. So back to the song of songs. Hallelujah. I hope you're beginning to hear this song sung over you. Um, one lady had a birthday today. She gets the last book. (laughs) Happy birthday. And if you really want those books, you can get them on the Passion Translation website. They're about, depending on how many you buy, they're like eight bucks, somewhere in there. And you, they're going to be on Amazon again, I think. And there's other books that he's translated, and they're powerful too. I remember when uh, the King James was all we ever had. And uh, and then the Living Translation came out. And everybody's kind of scared of it, you know, a little bit scared of it. But I tell you what, I ate it up. It, I loved it. Um, we have this witness in, a, in our inside of us, a Holy Spirit witness that can tell us when something witnesses with our spirit that this is right. And so this is something that just lit, anything that will light your passion for God. Um, and, and I just believe that the reason they call it the Passion Translation is it's just that. So it's been a tremendous blessing to me. And he's he's translated now book of John, the book of Luke, um, now Hebrews and James is coming out. Uh, Song of Solomon was the first book he translated. Um, and then the, the letters, Paul's letters. Um, and Hebrews and James is just coming out. I'm excited to uh, read those. Get in your word, whether it's this translation or get in your word. And feed on the word of God because it is your bread. Hallelujah. It's your daily bread. When you, when you open your word, ask the Lord, give me my daily bread today. And uh, he will. Holy Spirit will give it to you. And so I want to encourage you along that line. So today we talked about the warring bride, how she wore it alongside of the bridegroom and the heavenlies through prayer, through worship. I'm going to read some more tonight. Uh, and then we're going to be taking communion tonight. And uh, this is uh, the the bride. It, it's, it's kind of a, just she will pull herself away. Aren't we like that? We kind of, kind of pull away from the Lord and, Get used to kind of going our own way, and then we'll realize, hey, I'm dry. 
We get back in the, and, and search for him again, and he's always there. And, uh, he, she, here's what she says. I let, after this, I let my devotion slumber, but my heart for him stayed awake. I had a dream. I dreamed of my beloved. He was coming to me in the darkness of night. The melody of the man I love awakened me. I heard his knock at my heart's door, and he pleaded with me. This is a bridegroom king. Arise, my love. Open your heart, my darling, deeper still to me. Will you receive me this dark night? There is no no one else but you. My friend, my equal. I need you this night to arise and be with me. You are my pure and loyal dove, perfect partner for me, my flawless one. Will you arise? For my heaviness and tears are more than I can bear. I have spent myself for you throughout the dark night. What does that sound like? Gethsemane. Sounds like Gethsemane. My heaviness and my tears are more than I can bear. I have spent myself for you throughout the dark night. You know, he wanted the disciples to stay awake with him before he went to the cross. We've heard a lot about the cross, haven't we, this week, this weekend? And we need to hear more. We need to climb that hill of suffering love. And tonight we're going to celebrate that, that suffering love with him. Okay. I, and, uh, Here's the answering from the bride. I have already laid aside my own garments for you. How could I take them up again since I've yielded my righteousness to yours? You have cleansed my life and taken me so far. Isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. My beloved reached into me to unlock my heart. The core of my very being trembled at his touch. How my soul melted when he spoke to me. My spirit arose to open for more of his touch as I surrendered to him. I began to sense his fragrance, the fragrance of his suffering love. It was the scent of myrrh flowing all through me. I opened my soul to my beloved. But so suddenly he was gone, and my heart was torn out in longing for him. I sought his closeness, his fragrance, but could not find him anywhere. I called out for him, yet he did not answer me. I will arise and search for him until I find him. I want to talk about this a little bit, this next scripture, because it's, this is a hard one. It says, I walked through the city in search of him. The overseers happened to find me as they made their rounds, and they beat me and bruised me until I could take no more. In my wounding, they removed their covering from me. There's been a lot of people hurt in the church. And that's what this is talking about. If you've been hurt in the church, don't let it keep you out of the church. Find a body where you can be loved and loved. And be healed of it. Forgive. Nevertheless, make me this promise, you brides-to-be. If you find my beloved one, please tell him I endured all travails of love for him. I've been pierced through by love, and I will not be turned aside. What love is this? 
how could you continue to care so deeply for him? This is the Jerusalem maidens. Isn't there another that could steal away your heart? We see now your beauty, more beautiful than all the others. What makes your beloved better than another? What is about him that makes you ask as we, that we promise you so? He alone is my beloved, says a Shulamite. He shines in dazzling splendor, yet so approachable. Without equal, he stands above all others, waving his banner to myriads. The way he leads me is divine, his leadership so pure and dignified as he wears his crown of gold. Upon the crown are letters of black, written in a background of glory. He sees everything with pure understanding. How beautiful his insights, without distortion. His eyes rest upon the fullness of river of revelation, flowing so clean and pure. Looking at his gentle face, I see such fullness of emotion, like a lovely garden where fragrant spices grow. What a man. No one speaks words so anointed as this one, words that both pierce and heal. Words like lilies dripping with myrrh, see how his hands hold unlimited power, but he never uses it in anger, for he is always holy, displaying his glory. His innermost place is a work of art, so beautiful and bright. Now that can't be King Solomon. (laughs) That's got to be our bridegroom. How magnificent and noble is this one, covered in his majesty. He's steadfast in all that he does, never veering. His ways are the ways of righteousness based on truth and holiness. None can rival him, but all will be amazed by him. Most sweet are his kisses, even his whispers of love. He's delightful in every way and perfect from every viewpoint. If you ask me why I love him so, a brides-to-be, it is because there is none like him to me. Everything about him fills me with holy desire. And now he's my beloved, my forever friend. I'm going to skip a little bit. The bride says, My lover has gone down into his garden of delight, the place where his spices grow, to feast with those pure in heart. I know we shall find him there. He is within me. I am his garden of delight. I have him fully, and now he has fully has me i have him fully and now he fully has me i could read on and on but uh, i'm not going to because i want us to move into communion but in in chapter seven this is the bride coming to maturity so she can reproduce um others How beautiful on the mountains are the sandaled feet of this one bringing such good news. You are truly royalty, how you walk so gracefully in my ways. Displaying such dignity, you are truly the poetry of God, his very handiwork. Out of your innermost being is flowing the fullness of my spirit. Hallelujah. Never failing to satisfy. Within your womb, there is a birthing of harvest wheat. That's the harvest in each of us that God wants us to bring in. I'm sorry, I'm kind of crying, so my nose is running. I have a clean hex. <laughs> I'm kind of crying.
They are the sons and daughters who will be nurtured by the purity you impart. How gracious you have become. Your life now stands as tall as a tower. This is a mature bride he's talking about. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. He speaks so of the beauty of the bride. Every king is held captive by your beauty. How delicious your fair beauty cannot be described. As I count the delight you bring to me, love has become the greatest. That's the awakened love he's talking about. You stand in victory above the rest, stately and secure, as you share with me your vineyard of love. Now I decree, I will ascend and arise. I will take hold of you with my power, possessing every part of my fruitful bride. Your love I will drink as wine, and your words will be mine. For your kisses of love are exhilarating more than any delight I've known before. Your love awakens me. Even the lips of sleeping of the sleeping ones to kiss me as you have done. Come away. Come with me to the faraway fields. I'm kind of picking and choosing here. Who is this one? The bridegroom's king says, look at her now. She rises from her desert of difficulty, clinging to her beloved when I awaken you. Under the apple tree, as you were feasting upon me, awaken your innermost being with the travail of birth as you long for more of me. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. The Shulamite, but now I've grown and become a bride, and my love for him has made me a tower of passion and contentment for my beloved. I'm now a firm wall of protection for others, guarding them from harm. This is how he sees me. I'm the one who brings him bliss, finding favor in his eyes. My bridegroom king has a vineyard of love made from a multitude of followers. His caretakers of this vineyard have given my beloved their best. But as for my own vineyard of love, I give it all to you forever. And I will give double honor to those who serve my beloved. And have watched over my soul, my beloved, one with me in my garden. How marvelous that my friends, the brides-to-be, now hear your voice in song. Let me now hear it again. Arise, my darling. Come quickly, my beloved. Come and be the graceful gazelle with me. Come be like a dancing deer with me. We will dance on the highest place of the sky. Yes, on the mountains of fragrant spice. Forever we shall be united as one. That's the end of that. I don't want it to end. It's not ending. But that's the glorious bride. You know, at the end uh, in Revelation, it says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. We are going to beckon the Lord's return. The bride and the spirit of God together are going to beckon the Lord's return. So we have to be awakened to that love in order to do that. And we have to move into maturity as the bride that he talks about in here and see ourselves as who he has made us to be with his righteousness upon us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
Okay, have I whet your appetite for the Song of Songs? <laughs> I hope so. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. I hope it's in my lifetime, you know, that he returns for his bride. I don't know whether it will be or not, but I know I'm coming. I'm going to be united with my bridegroom one day. But in the meantime, I can still be with him. I can ascend those mountains in prayer and worship and be with him. I can be with him in his word. I don't have to wait. He's beckoning us. He's awakening our love. Hallelujah. Now I want us to to get ready to be prepared to take communion. And what we're going to do, oh, I need my little iPad. I'm going to read some scripture. Uh, and we kind of do this organized and we're going to come up and take these little communion uh, cups in in these is the the bread and the and the juice and there's a little cellophane thing that holds the the bread that comes off first and the, the little round wafer and you take that out off and then then the the lid peels off for the Juice. But I'd like for us to come up. If we want to start with this row, maybe the first, and just come up and get your your little uh, communion cup, and then take your seat, and we're going to take it together because I'm going to read some scripture. Everyone is invited to the Lord's table. You know, Jesus. It said with great desire he desired to share the Passover with his disciples said with great desire i desire to share this with you because he was going to reveal himself as the lamb of god to them he was the pass he is the passover lamb he's the passover lamb and so he was so you know his heart had to been just he, he was just wanting to reveal that to them and to, for them to know him as that sacrificial lamb. They didn't understand it. But he says to them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall not eat it until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he received a cup. And we're going to do this a little bit different. Sometimes we take the bread first, sometimes a cup, but I'm going to go with the cup first. He received the cup. Go ahead and open your. And when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I shall not drink from henceforth the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. Now this cup represents his blood and it says that he blessed it you know the first miracle jesus performed was at a wedding and i and the and we're going to have what is called the marriage feast of the lamb when we're united to him as a bride the marriage feast of the lamb and so one day we will be having that feast with him as the bride and so 
it will be a marriage. It's like the first miracle he he performed was at a, a wedding, a wedding of Cana, where he turned the water into wine. And so we're going to receive this cup. And it says in the First Corinthians 10, This cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a communion of the blood of Christ? A cup of blessing. A cup of blessing. He took the curse. He said in the garden, If it be your will, let this cup pass from me, because he was taking the cup of cursing, curses, so that we could take the cup of blessing. So receive it as the cup of blessing. So, Father, we just lift this to you, and we declare it blessed. And we thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was shed for us that became the cleansing of our sin. We receive it with thanksgiving. And we look to your return, Lord. You said to remember this, to remember you, and to do this in remembrance of you until you come again. And we are remembering your suffering love, Lord. Your suffering love, we're remembering it by taking this cup. And we're acknowledging each other as the body of Christ. And that we are in covenant with you through your blood, Lord. In Jesus' name. And he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which was broke, given to you, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's hold the bread up. You can receive healing when you take communion. Did you know that? Because it's our covenant right. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that was in me. Bless his holy name. Who forgives all my iniquities. Who heals all my diseases. Who redeemed my life from the pit. Who renews my life like the eagles. Hallelujah. We receive this bread. This As representing your body, Lord, we thank you for it. It was broken for us, bruised and broken. And we thank you and we receive it. We receive the benefits of it. In Jesus' name.